we really do have an incredible Almighty Father in heaven. He's always taken care of his people. From the very beginning, he's had a, a plan for those that love him and for those that he created, and he still does today. From the very, very beginning to the first reading that we heard today where it was Moses, he was dealing with the people, and God the Father had a plan. I dearly love that first reading. I love listening to the first line of that first reading. It talks about, I'll do a terrible paraphrase, but for all intents and purposes, they're saying to Moses, what? You had to drag us out here in this desert? We at least had bread to eat and food to eat back as slaves in Egypt where we were getting beaten all the time. At least we could eat. We had our flesh pots. You had to drag us out. And were there not enough graves back in Egypt that you had to drag us all the way out here into freedom and we could starve to death? <laughs> I love that. You hear the duplicity of that? We'd rather be enslaved. We would rather put up with almost anything rather than trust in this God you're telling us about. You know what? I really can relate to these people. I go kicking and screaming all the time with God and His will in my life. Maybe you suffer the same consequence. He provides for me all the time. In hindsight, I look back at those things that I've been praying for, and it's never as bad as I thought. I always was too amped up, and he has always had my back, just like he did for the people in Israel. He always has had a plan for us, and he has a plan for you. We've got to stop going kicking and screaming and start going with joy and confidence and assurance and faith. I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you, trust me. This is not an easy thing. What I love about today's, or this, this actually these, all these weeks, last week and uh, many more to come, is we are in the Gospel of John in what's called the Eucharistic Dialogue. And John, who was the last apostle to die uh, of the four who wrote the Gospels, he was the youngest, he was the apostle Jesus loved. He was a kid compared to everybody else, and everybody else had passed away, and every, people were coming to John saying, tell us more about this Eucharist, tell us more about this bread of life, bring clarity to this for us, because people are questioning. And that's exactly what John does in chapter 6 of his Gospel and the Eucharistic Discourse. He clarifies in no uncertain terms that this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's beautiful. It's connected from the very, very beginning where God gave the Jews all the bread and all the quail they could ever eat. But what happens to you and me when we get everything we want and get it over and over and over again. What? We're having quail again? <laughs> every night, quail. Well, I don't care how good a cook you are. Every night, quail? Get this quail out of here. We start to complain, right? What? This bread here in the morning again? We start to complain. 
God wants you and I to learn this. The point is simple. He has our back. He will provide. These people came out of Egypt with no food. Why? Because they were told to leave with no food. They were told to put on their sandals and to gird their loins and to have their walking staff and go as a people in flight. My brothers and sisters, you and I are those people in flight. Our confidence needs to be in that God will provide for us. We have so much food in the United States of America and in Carmel, Indiana, that we don't even give a thought to the scarcity of food. It doesn't even cross our mind. Can you imagine going on a trip for 40 days, let alone 40 years, with no food and no water and no provision, and you don't know where you're going to get it? I mean, how freaked out would we be? We would be stunned. We would be afraid beyond belief. God did this to them and to us so that we could observe that behavior and learn. He is the bread of life. He fed them and protected them, and the Jews thrived, no matter how much they kicked and screamed. My brothers and sisters, it is our goal to recognize that what is about to happen on this altar with Father Joe and the blessing that he has from holy orders to be able to consecrate the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. That is our nourishment. Christ is not nourishing us for a day. He's nourishing us for eternity. He is strengthening you and I, just like we are strengthened when we're in the presence of the Adoration Chapel. We're in the presence of Christ. We become strengthened. Maybe not necessarily physically, but we certainly do spiritually. And that's the point. Jesus says to them in the gospel, you, you, all you want to do is see another miracle. You want me to, to uh, multiply loaves and fishes again. That's why you're here. You're here for signs. You're not really here for the eternal. And he's saying, you don't need a magic show. What you need is eternal life, and I will give it to you. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life that God the Father talked to your fathers about. It is me. I am him. Stay in me. Trust me. Give me your trust, and I will give you the bread of life for eternal life. We really do have an incredible God the Father. May God continue to bless you all.